So Nick, I am down in the beautiful sunshine state for Bill's Dolphins this week. Oh, where you don't have low temperatures in the 40s already? No, no. I think the low temperature this morning was about 65. All right. All right. Rub it in. Yeah, you know, it's not too bad. Went uh, went a little fishing this morning and, uh, you know, maybe playing a little bit of golf in the afternoon tomorrow and uh, going to the game on Sunday. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. Wow. I'm uh, going to be bundled up, uh, you know, getting my fall sweater action going. Hey, hey, man, you know, I do love a nice sweater. I mean, the best time to wear a sweater is all the time. Especially if it's striped. That's right. That's right. Good SpongeBob reference. I always love when we start off with a nice SpongeBob reference. <laughs> so speaking of the game this week, I got my cousin Luke here. Luke Hensley going to his first Bills game this week. Luke, say hi. Hi. What's up, Luke? <laughs> so we will definitely get with Luke and get some of his thoughts for this Sunday uh, with the Bills game and, and last uh, Monday. It's crazy to think that's already Thursday night we're recording this. Uh, but, Nick, let's talk about last week real quick or three days ago. Um I think the main thing to talk about coming out of that game was the injury concerns going into Miami. So you yeah. guys banged up. You got Micah Hyde, Dane Jackson, who are both uh, banged up. But it looked like Dane Jackson was at least at practice today. Jordan Poirier looks like he's banged up. Jordan Phillips looks like he's banged up. Um, a lot of defensive guys banged up going into a fairly big game already early in the season. Yeah, who would have thought uh, coming into the season the Miami game was going to be you know with the the big early one? But I think that that's a facet of the Bills taking care of business so well in weeks one and two. Coming mm-hmm. out of Monday night, you're thinking, wow, the starters got the rest like the entire fourth quarter. This is great for the short week, and then uh, injury report comes out. Yeah, so so this as of Thursday, Hyde did not participate. Dane Jackson, good to see him like at least on the field, did not participate. I would be shocked if either of those guys played this week. Jordan Phillips did not participate. Jordan Poyer did not participate. Ed Oliver limited. Mitch Morris limited. Tim Settle limited. Dawson Knox limited. Gabe Davis limited. Davis was a surprise. Came up late in the week with the ankle before last game. That's well, a lot of injuries. Videos of Gabe today. I don't know if you saw them. Yeah, I, 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 he looked. Well. Honestly, I know he and he said he's gonna play. He looked a little ginger to me. I don't know. Okay, I thought I thought it looked okay coming out of his routes, but you know, maybe I watched a different video than you watched. I don't maybe, know. maybe. What uh, out of all those injuries you named, which concerns you the most? All right. Well, the Buffalo News reports say Micah Hyde was not at practice, and not only was he not at practice, they reported he was not at the facility because he was out of town getting a second opinion on his neck injury, and that sounds bad to me. And you know what sounds worse is they asked Sean McDermott if Hyde was with the team, and McDermott said, "quote I'm not going to go there." That's a weird answer. Um, you know, there's lots of reasons you would want a second opinion. I can tell you if the response was you're good to go this weekend, you wouldn't need a second opinion. If, right. the, if the diagnosis was, you know, maybe take this week off and then you're good to go. You still probably wouldn't need a second opinion. Something is, is weird here. And it could, it could be, you know, do I need surgery now or after the season? It could be, you, you know, I don't even want, want to speculate because that that's not good. Um, I mean, I mean, we're always thinking of the worst here, but something that is serious enough where he needs to hear from an expert who's not in town, like a national expert. So you're always a little afraid when you hear of neck injuries and you think of guys on the bills like Eric Wood who've had their career ended by neck injuries. That's definitely something you don't want to mess with. So going into uh, a game where the opposing quarterback is coming off a 450-yard, six-touchdown game, 
uh, not having an all-pro safety out there like Micah Hyde, uh, that could hurt. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, even with Poyer not practicing, you know, today, uh, I think it's also a concern, right? I, I think Poyer should be good to go, though. I mean, he wasn't in a non-contact jersey. Um, I don't know if he, they just kind of – A, he had the injury, and then they just gave him a veteran rest day today as well. I know yesterday, uh, Wednesday, was a practice day or walkthrough day. Uh, so a lot of guys kind of were limited or, or, or did not practice for the walkthrough. Um, you know, to me, obviously, outside of Micah Hyde, the two big concerns for me is, A, Dane Jackson. Mm-hmm. I think Dane Jackson has played very, very well in place of Tredavious White. Um, and then on top of it, it it's going to be Jordan Phillips, who I think has had a great two games in, mm-hmm. you know, back in Buffalo. Um, but I think if Ed Oliver comes back, if you, if you gain Oliver and lose – um, Phillips, I'm okay with that. But what I, what at Oliver are we getting? Are we getting hundred percent at Oliver or, you know, an 80, 90% at Oliver? Because at the end of the day, I think the, the key this week going into Miami is going to be getting to Tua with four guys. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm less worried about the, the running game here. And even if, if you don't, right. You don't love, even, even if you don't love Tua, they have unbelievable playmakers on the outside. They have, they have, skills they have speed i am a little worried about about how they are in coverage i'm sounds like tamar hamlin's gonna get some run this week i uh, big tamar hamlin fan by the way yeah i mean i would be really surprised that dane jackson was out there he went to the hospital after last game like take the week off <laughs> yeah but you know what it, i mean you never know I, I i if if he does not practice tomorrow i think there's no way he plays right i think you can can start naming guys out starting tomorrow right so i think there's no way he plays obviously if he's not there really curious to see where this whole mike Hyde thing goes because like you said that is a fishy fishy answer to to get no pun intended uh playing miami this week but i'm i'm not he went um, don't, like this came out real late monday night micah hyde also went to the hospital after the game for his neck injury see now i did not hear that yeah that was um i'm seeing a couple of tweets it was, i mean this was from mcdermott's presser like late uh, I'm sorry, this would have been the Monday, the Monday after, or I'm sorry, Tuesday after the game, McDermott was on a Zoom. He said Micah Hyde also went to the hospital for his to get his neck evaluated. Some, something is telling you this, like, I don't know anything. I haven't heard anything. I'm not a doctor. Like, it sounds bad. I did not even see the neck injury for him. No, I was trying to go back and find video. Like, where? I don't know. This might be a great banged up Bills question too. Oh, you know what? I, I see the video now. I will DM it to you. Uh, shout out banged up Bills, and we will uh, reply to our tweet with this when we send it. Yeah, I'll be um, curious. I'm, again, it doesn't look like anything horrible, like mid mid play. It just looks like a football play. He goes to tackle a guy, he gets jostled around a little bit, and then he's just slow to get up. You know, that's tough. Yeah, I don't know where. Um... I'm I'm looking at the video right now that you sent me. No, I mean that doesn't look like anything outside of like a football. No, you see that every. That's what's crazy about head and neck injuries. It, it looks normal, and then guys just don't get up, and you're like, I, I saw that play ten times today. Now I wonder if now obviously this came out September twentieth from our, our our friend banged up bills saying that you know if it's a stinger he could play on Sunday. Could maybe that just be why he is getting evalu- evaluated? Maybe he feels like it might just be a stinger, and and they may feel like it's more than just a stinger. Well, it's a stinger is a, it's a nerve injury, and you're 
stinger usually would be like your shoulder. I guess it could be hit to that. Like your shoulder gets hit down so hard it messes up the nerve that then goes up your neck and makes it feel like it's a neck. So I did think, am I remembering this right? Eric Wood, when he said he first got hurt, he had had some stingers and that's what he thought it was. And then just kind of didn't go away. Is that, am I remembering that right? Yeah. Um, you know, and if you don't remember for, for those Bills fans who are, are, are into it, uh, he really got deep into it on the uh, Boston with the boys podcast um, and talked about that. But that's definitely mm-hmm. one thing he mentioned was that he thought he just had stingers. He thought the last one that he had was just another stinger. And finally they're like, no, like if you break your neck again or, or something like that, he actually broke his neck. It was, yeah. And it was uh, the disc was enlarged or something was bulging yeah. somewhere. And if it, if it had hit, you know, to, basically if he got hit the wrong way, it could have ended his, you know, not just his career it could have ended a lot of stuff. So he was right, right. You know, you know, he's still walking. He looks good. He lost, you know, shed the the playing weight that he doesn't need to carry, and he looks good. So happy yep. to hear that. But I mean, still, just in life, you get in a car crash. You get, you know, your kid jumps on you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I know how that feels. Um, <laughs> I, I I will say this for for to ease your nerves. Not that it it helps anything right now. I think we'll find out more tomorrow. Uh, especially given McDermott's answer, but that could also be McDermott just saying like, I'm not answering questions about this until we know more, you know, it's so weird, but it's a very McDermott answer. If you want my opinion, um, did tweet about five hours ago. A second opinion doesn't mean bad. Just means someone else is looking at the case out of town means he went to see a specialist elsewhere, which is why he wasn't at practice, but this could affect his availability for Sunday. Sure. Uh, Past that we won't know until we have more info. It's our guy, Dr. Kyle Trimble. If you don't follow at Banged Up Bills, he's a fan of the pod. Go follow him. He also tweeted the Dolphins injury report, which is fairly extensive as well. Not as extensive mm-hmm. as the Bills. Yeah. Uh, but Hold on, real Ultron, quick, real quick yeah. before we get there. Uh, Matt Milano did leave the last game with, with this thing. Or he has been full participant in practice. This yeah, week. he's fine. I mean, he's going. Cam Lewis is back as well. I think you know Cam Lewis can also come in this week. I will say – even without Micah Hyde and, you know, possibly without Dane Jackson as well this week, I do think that um, the Bills defensive backs, the rookie defensive backs have played very good. Those, mm-hmm. And don't forget, those are also two guys that Buffalo went out and added for speed, right? You added a guy like Kyrie Elam, given his speed, for, in my opinion, for what the Dolphins went out and did when they traded for Tyreek Hill. Okay. Um, so I'll be curious to see how he keeps up. Again, like we said last week, I haven't really heard a lot of Elam or Bedford on on TV on the broadcast, right? No, that's good. That's fine. That's great news. Great news. Um, so I'll be curious to see where that goes. One good news for Buffalo's defensive line is it doesn't look like Tron Armstead's going to be going. Uh, he is currently out with a toe injury. He did not participate the last two days. He just set out last week. Um and for the Bills' offense, Xavier Howard looks like he's working his way back from a groin injury, so he may or may not go this week. He was uh, limited on Thursday and did not participate on Wednesday. Uh, he's good. Those are the two big names for them. He's very good, right? Yes. Um, but, I, I mean, so, Nick, your thoughts first, and then we'll get, get some of Luke's thoughts here for the game on Sunday. But your thoughts first going into this game on Sunday, obviously big game, obviously injuries. Um what are you looking at most? I think obviously two is development, I think mm-hmm. would be one. Um, but on a Buffalo side of things, what are we, what are we looking forward to most in this game? Yeah. Sunday? 
I mean, this is looking like the clear class of the AFC East here. And I, I said before the year on this pod, I said I love Miami's roster. I said I think quarterback drop-off is is really, uh, you know, the huge difference between them and, and the Bills. Never thought Tua would have a six-touchdown game, 450. I mean, that you got – I don't know. You know, if you don't like Tua, you still got to give it to him. Those are unbelievable numbers. You can't, you can't knock that. The Ravens are a good team. You could all you can really say about that is well, how good could you be if you got down 35-14 at one point? And I guess that's fair, but Tua didn't give up 35 points. I mean, field position is all you can really say there. They had a couple turnovers, but 469 yards, six touchdowns. Has Josh Allen ever done that in a game? No, but has Josh Allen had to do that in a game? No, and he would have had rushing yards, but I mean I'm saying like I mean he probably would have done it on Monday if uh if they mm-hmm. didn't pull him halfway through the third quarter. Sure. And I'm saying, like, <laughs> I, I'm not here to convince you that Tua is a good quarterback. I'm right. What, what, you know, they seem to have a system designed around the talent they have, and they're mm-hmm. trying to maximize what they have. And that that's football. All you can do, you tip your cap to that. So Jalen Waddle, phenomenal talent. Tyreek Hill, we all know what he can do. Right. This is going to be a huge test for, I mean, for every team they play is going to, um, I don't know. He's two is better than Tyrod, but they used to say, remember how they would say, you got to make Tyrod be a quarterback. Right. Uh, they're going to have to make two a beat him, and he's going to have to show what he can do. And I'm sure he's going to try to get the ball in people's hands quickly and let his speedsters go. And if you were the coach of the Dolphins, that's probably what you would do too. If you right. had a quarterback who, um, you know, some people don't love the arm strength. Some people, I mean, what a weird off season. You know, I mean, we, I- we always talk about the vibes, the right. weirdest vibes of the off season for the Dolphins. His coach was out there defending him. So, like, just just weird stuff. I still don't think Tua's a great quarterback. I think I've voiced my opinion plenty of times how I feel about Tua on this podcast, right? I think the big thing with Tua is going to be how does Buffalo line up on defense, right? If you watch a lot of that Ravens game, they were giving them the room to take a couple steps and slant inside. And that's where Tua was able to get the ball out quickly and allowing his guys to just run after the catch. Mm -hmm. I think if Buffalo pinches at the line – and kind of, you know, gives a little rub to Waddle, a little rub, rub to Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill. They got to have that safety help over the top. The other issue is Tua can't see over the offensive line. He said that. It's like, if I can't see you, I don't know you're open. I can't get the ball to you, right? Buffalo has some pretty big boys on that off, on that defensive line who are going to be able to get in his face that if he takes a couple of steps drop, especially without having Armstead in the game, the way Rousseau's playing, and, you know, don't forget who's on the other side of Rousseau over there, with Von Miller, I mean, those guys could really make it a tough day for mm-hmm. for Tua. I think the Bills' front seven needs to have a big big game, especially with the secondary banged up. Um, Edmonds has been playing phenomenal ball. Yes, he had a great you know, game against Derrick Henry. Phenomenal ball. Um, Milano is playing more phenomenal ball, right? So – and, oh, and hold on. Bills, I got a quick Matt Milano question for you. Oh, I love Matt Milano questions. Okay, so on his interception return, you can you can picture this play in your head? I yes, I was very okay. excited. I was jumping up and down. So All yes, right. I, you can picture it. Matt Milano had a great shot to really lay the hit stick on Ryan Tannehill. I saw like, that. Tannehill was like jogging after him and he was close enough where he like could have been a tackler, but yeah. wasn't actually like if Matt Milano wanted to lower his shoulder and just send Ryan Tannehill five yards in the end zone, he absolutely could have, and I kind of wished he had. 
would that have maybe run one angry runs? Like, can you imagine two weeks in a row? Oh my gosh! I mean, one week yeah, to... technically not a run. I mean, who knows? Maybe uh, I forget what time Milano left with that stinger. Maybe he was a little shaken up before that. I mean, tons of reasons why you wouldn't want to do it. Right. But you know, especially after what the Bills spent through against the Titans, like that would have like really been a nice exclamation point. Anyway, this is just just me going off on a tangent. <laughs> no, I, I always like a nice Matt Milano thing. Um, not, but anyway, no. hold on. let me get back to another yeah. thing you said. So the way the Ravens were playing coverage, you know, they're giving them that first break because they're respecting the speed over the top. Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill can both get behind you when you're, you know, trying to, to cover deep and give up short. So that's going to have to be a choice the Bills make. And are they going to want to, you know, leave it to safety help over the top if they're all pro safeties out? I mean, that's you have to trust Hamlin, maybe even yeah. uh, Taron Johnson. I mean, who who else is, is going to have – somebody's got to step up here who's not had a big role. Taron Johnson, I feel like, has been okay. hasn't been great, but, you know – Oh, I'm sorry. Been... I'm sorry. I uh, Taron Johnson is playing – Jaquan uh, Johnson. Uh, Jaquan Johnson is who I was referring to. So I think the big things – which, by the way, the coaching staff has been very high on for the last, what? Mm-hmm. It feels like the last 10 years Jaquan Johnson has been there. I know it's only been like three or four. Um but I, I, I will say, if you do pinch at the line, I have enough faith in the Bills linebackers that they can cover that inside zone and let your safeties cover that deep zone, right? I, 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 I think, and we always say this every year when it comes to a division opponent, division opponents always play you differently than what, you know, say, go into Green Bay or a team that maybe you see once every couple of years, right? you always are expecting more of a fight from a division opponent because you see them twice a year, you know, especially when you don't make anything drastic, any drastic changes. It's really, you can watch tape from the year before the year before and the year before and see what they've done. Mm-hmm. Now, Buffalo does have a new offensive coordinator that could change things. Miami does have a new head coach that could change things. Um, I won't be f- completely surprised if Miami does win Sunday. I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to. They're, I'm not picking them to, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did, given the number of Bills injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Right. However, don't forget who's throwing the ball on Buffalo side. Mm-hmm. And if it comes out to be in a shootout, my money's going on Buffalo at that point. But it's all going to depend on what kind of game plan Leslie, Leslie mm-hmm. Frazier is putting together mm-hmm. for this defense. And I think getting some safety help for your rookie defensive back is going to be huge. I was just looking up the uh, the betting total. 52 and a half is the over under. 52 and a half? Mhm. I know the Bills are favored by 5 points, 5 six or 6 depends where you go, yeah. Yeah, I think ESPN was only 6 and a half. Which is crazy. I mean, that's I I I have Buffalo, which we'll talk about at the end. I have Buffalo winning by a little bit more than a touchdown, but I mean, you know. I mean, you think 30 to 23 is that i mean that, that's about where, where the total I think so. is i think so or uh, actually well like it'd be 29 to yeah close enough yeah something like that something like that um how many punts does buffalo have this week we had two Ooh. last week with both with one turned into buffalo and a ball the ball back <laughs> and the, the other, other one could have two if they recovered it yeah unbelievable how many punts do the bills have they don't put off but when they do they get the ball back well, I mean, a lot of times, too, they, their offense is so good, they're not even getting to third, fourth down until they're, you know, close to midfield where you're not really punting anyway. So, right. um, you know, this, there's a lot going on here. I would – I mean, what's the line for you? If it's two and a half, I would probably take the over. 
I think so. I think it's going to be a, you know, Miami's defense, I feel like it's better than both these. Well, I don't want to say both these defenses because I think the Rams have a phenomenal mm-hmm. defense. Um, but again, it's it's a different kind of heat there in Miami than what it is in LA. Mm-hmm. The Bills, so. um, all right, going, talking about defense here with, with the injuries, with, with, you know, different guys in the lineup. I wonder if Sean McDermott really just goes back to his bread and butter and just says, we're going to sit and cover three and we don't think you can beat us. Or we don't think you can outscore us. And we're going to sit back and do what we do and just, you know, I'm let's, fine with let's that. see what you got. I'm fine with that. I mean, you got to do, I feel like this coaching staff has seen Tyreek Hill enough given his mm-hmm. words as well in the off season, I think mm-hmm. is also going to fire up this defense a little bit, no matter who's there. Right. Yeah, they've uh, seen Tyreek Hill twice a year for two years in a row already. Yeah, and I don't know if anyone heard what he said. Uh, uh, I'm forgetting I don't know if it was this week or, or last week, but he did say, uh, "I sent this team home twice in the last two years. I'm looking forward to beating them twice a year while I'm in Miami." More or less, like something along those lines. I gotta look that up. I did not yeah. see that Hill yeah. sent this team home. Is that the direct quote? Yeah, sent this team home twice in twice in the last two seasons. Or in each of the last few seasons. But yeah, I saw it on for some reason my Facebook keeps giving me all dolphin stuff. I'm like, I don't want to see any of this stuff. I could care less what this guy's got to say. I heard you hopping on a podcast saying you think they could win this week. May, hey, you know, <laughs> it's uh it's quite the um quite the the, the sentence going on today, especially for how this team has responded to you know, guys rolling over them. I'll tell you what, around here, around, you know, my friends who are Dolphins fans, it's amazing how everyone's changed their tune about the Dolphins, um, you know, really picking Miami to really come out and, and and dominate this game. A lot of people don't think this game's going to be close. And to a lot of my friends, like, this is the game of the year. Like, this is this is their Super Bowl this year. Okay. Now, look at I think we need to also remember – Good teams have also had bad games. Buffalo had a bad game last year against Jacksonville. How many times did we see New England have a bad game or two in a season but still go on and win a Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl, right? Sure. You can't define an entire season by one bad game. You've got to expect one bad game from your team. Maybe this is it given the injuries. I don't know. I mean, the, you're going to face adversity. It's going to come up in ways you didn't prepare right. for. Like that is, That's a sure and that, thing. And that's where a Sean McDermott coach football team excels. Well, I was uh... – Okay, I was I was gonna say you know I'm glad they took care of business this year because you had games last year where it was just it was kind of kind of a letdown out of nowhere and then honestly that's bad bad letdowns kept them from the number one seat if they beat Jacksonville if they beat Pittsburgh in the opener, um, I, I mean the Patriots game you know whatever it is even the Bucks game they probably could you know you could say they should have won that one, um, you know. They they let it slip. They had a cake schedule last year, and they let it slip through their fingers. It's, and you know, of course, it's the rule. The league changes the year. The league changes the over there the the bye week rules. So you mm-hmm. know, you had to be the number one seed. But they took care of business in these first three games. I mean, if the Bills have a ton of injuries and they lose this week and they're two and one, or you said you know they're they're in a thirty one thirty loss to the Rams in week one, but they still look good, and then they're two and one, you know, after after, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to be like most fans who might just be like, oh, season's over, we lost this game, right? It's going to sting being there. 
because there's no worse place to lose a football game than in Miami, especially when you're there. Those fans <laughs> you can are, just think about the time you were there when the Bills ended the drought. I yes, that was probably that's the last time I was actually at that stadium, sitting on the goal line watching Kyle Williams uh, <laughs> run the ball in as as I snuck down to seats that I didn't belong in. But uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, so talking about the Miami game, man, we got to ask Luke some questions here. Um, so Luke, I know you're you've enjoyed this Bills fandom at your young age more than Nick and I have. We went through a lot of years of losing and depression. What are your thoughts for Sunday? What do you think is going to happen? Well, I'd say that we have a likely chance to win. I mean, we've proven that over the past few years that we have been the better team. I mean, even though with the injuries, we should be able to prevail. Uh, it will be a tougher game than normal because uh, of like J- Jackson, Phillips, and Hyde, like the, those people are defensive. It's not going to be quite what it was, but still be should be good enough to win see that's why we're related see how smart yeah. he is he yeah. listens he listens he knows what's up i i agree with you a lot on that though luke i think you know given the injuries that this team has i do still think that this defense is going to be able to come out on top and still outperform to a tug of low and and that that explosive offense if, if they stop the run nick mm-hmm. like they did last week now, 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 Chase Edmonds had a very good game last week running the ball against Baltimore. Baltimore, I felt like stepped up to try to stop the run, and when they stopped, ste- when they stepped up to try to stop the run, mm-hmm. that's when Tua started opening a passing ball. Mm-hmm. I don't see Tua throwing the game, throwing the ball sixty times this week. Sit there behind, you might have to. I mean, and I don't also see the Bills getting up a twenty-one point lead. This isn't this yeah. isn't the Brian Dable Bills, right? No, I mean. Because what, what you've never seen anything until it happens. I mean, I mean, the one thing no. I think the Bills have in their favor is that Josh Allen's gonna be in the lineup. Stefan Diggs is gonna be in the lineup. Uh, you know, even Gabe with Davis the injuries, you know, they did have injuries on offense last week. Gabe Davis didn't play. Mitch Morris left the game. Uh Dawson Knox is on he the came back, report this week. He did. Um Dawson Knox will play, he'll be fine. He finished mm-hmm. the game. If not, I thought Quentin Morris mm-hmm. looked okay out there in his place. Yeah. I mean, um, so I'm saying I, you know, you, even if all this stuff we're, we're saying happens and the Bills are short on defense and Tua has another good statistical performance, I still don't see them outscoring the Bills offense. All yeah. right, I'm going to give you my, my prediction here. We're going to go Bills 33, Dolphins 23. Wow. Okay, so you have Bills win by 10. I know. I just, I literally, as I said, I wanted to go higher. I'm like, it's 26, the score you would get in a football game. We'll go, all right, we'll go 33-27. Okay. I like that, 33-27. Luke, do you have a score prediction for Sunday? Uh, Yeah, I'd say, uh, I think it's going to be a low scoring 20-17. to 20-17, Low scoring, okay. Okay, okay. Luke, Luke, why do you think the Bills get held to that number? Well, I think that the Bills are going to understand that if they play – their defense is not what it is normally, and that they are going to have to compensate for that. Okay, a little, so, little bit of know, ball control, you're saying. Yeah, they might have to like sort of delay the clock because mm-hmm. eventually uh, Miami will uh, – yeah, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, sorry if I cut you out there. You cut out a little bit on my end. I thought you were finished. My bad. Yeah. No, I, I think, you know, I think what you're trying to say is Miami is going to – if Buffalo is going to try to run that clock and keep that ball running – 
you know, Miami's going to also probably, I think, in, in my opinion, and I think what Luke's trying to say, Miami's going to try to do the same thing and keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, any, any smart team's going to try to hold on to that ball as long as you can. I just think the Bills' defense is going to be too good for that to happen. And, you know, I think the Bills win uh, a little bit bigger than what I think you both predicted. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know if you listened to the last two podcasts, Luke, but I've been pretty darn close to <laughs> the score the last couple weeks. Yeah. Now, now, last week I did give Tennessee 20 points, and they didn't even get that high. But the first week I was fairly close on the score, and Nick thought I was nuts. Uh, but, Nick, you know what? You can call me crazy all you want. I think the Bills throw a 50-burger up this week. Ooh, okay. I think we see a 50-burger in Miami. Uh, I think my boy – the face of the franchise himself, Isaiah McKenzie, goes off this week. Okay. I was I waiting have for it last week. Big Isaiah McKenzie game. game. I, I know I said it last week, but this is the week. Big Isaiah McKenzie game this week. Okay. You're, you're saying they, they shipped away from Xavier Howard. Yeah, I, yeah, man. I think, look, you're going to get uh, – uh, Isaiah McKenzie's going to be open. He's in front of his hometown in Miami. He's going to be fired up. Miami was one of the teams that went after him and offered him a lot of money. He's going to be maybe bringing in some barbecue that may get let a fire in his butt a little bit. I don't know. Um, but I'll be curious to see see how they use him. They've done a fairly good job of using Jameson Crowder as well, but I think Isaiah McKenzie this week, it's going to be the, the Isaiah McKenzie show. Um, but I do think the Bills score, uh, you know, I'm just going to throw out a number, you know, in the 50s and say 52 this week. You know, how do they get there? But uh, I think the Bills end up winning 52 to 20 this week. Wow. Okay. And I think the, the last 13 points Miami gets is garbage time points. Wow. Whew. Charlie, so 50 to 7 is. I'm, I'm taking the way over. Right? I, I'm trying to see if, like, like, you can bet, like, what's the exact score. And it's crazy odds. I don't even know if the score you just said is, is going to be bad. No. I mean, listen, I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm not saying that I'm wrong. Tell me I again. I'm going to look this up. 52 to 20 is what I am I'm saying for this week. All right, let's see what we can find here. I I will say this, and I guess I could give my reasoning, right? And I think the only reason I need to give is Joshua Patrick Allen. (laughs) I don't think I need to give any other reasoning than that. It's it's the Josh Allen show. Okay. Um, The highest score you can bet here, uh, you can take 45 to 20, or you can take 58 to nothing. Well, definitely not fifty-eight to nothing. I mean, that would be exciting. Right, I'd be dancing up and down the down the aisles at the game on Sunday if that happened. Charlie, if it's forty-five to twenty, that's plus forty-five thousand. So if you bet ten bucks, you would win forty-five hundred. Uh, I may need to send you ten bucks to throw on that for me. <laughs> it's not quite what you said, but that's as high no, as you allowed to go. Yeah, if that's as high as I'm allowed to go, now what happens if they go over that? I'm assuming I don't win anything. No, that was it was the exact score. You hit okay. or you get nothing. Okay. I mean I'd send you ten bucks. Maybe we'll throw it down to forty five to twenty. Uh but no, I, I do think Buffalo puts up a fifty burger this week. I think that's where we end up. Um I thought for sure they were gonna get a fifty burger last week against Tennessee. All right, Charlie, if they hit fifty, that's how we're opening the next episode, is you just you predicting it over here. Can you I mean, can you imagine? First of all, I don't know if you saw Step Out Buffalo today tweeted out a video of a few airplanes coming to town. Jam-packed full of Bills fans, man. I did see that. Uh, that seems to have be a thing that happens at Miami games. 
It does. Just, just I, all, all visiting teams. It's a fun atmosphere too, and and I will say this: as much as you know, Miami is a rival, you know, a very big rival, especially now, given that they actually have a somewhat competent team compared to the last few years. Um, fans over there are, are, are probably some of the most generous fans you'll ever meet. Never really had an issue with any of the fans. There. Everyone's super nice. Um, none of them care how bad their team is. No, they really don't. They really don't. They're, Except they're for Darius a, Rucker. Yeah. They're not, they're not. I mean, the Dolphins do make him cry. Um, but I never knew if he was talking about the actual Miami Dolphins or like an yes, actual. Yes, like the actual Miami Dolphins. Okay, I, that's what I assumed. I assumed. I just, you know, I mean, maybe he sees a dolphin in the ocean and that also makes him cry. I mean, maybe he's just an emotional guy. I don't know. You know? Um, but I, 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 I will say, like, the fans are super generous. They're super nice people. Um, you know, easy to hang out with at the games, you know, really very rarely any kind of issues, um, especially for how much a Bills Mafia comes into town for these games. Um, out of all the away games that I've gone to, they're probably the the best fans that I've had to deal with at, at away games. So, you know, looking forward to getting down to Miami um, and all that. Looking forward to it's my first Bills game since – is it my first Bills game since they – well – I did go to the playoff game against Jacksonville, so I guess my first – no, I went to Tennessee three years ago. First Bills game in three years. Three years ago, Josh Allen, game-winning touchdown to – do you remember? Uh, this is – I'm sorry, this is Tennessee, you said? Tennessee. I'll give you a hint. He was the training camp fan favorite. Um, Duke Williams. Yes, yes, sir. Duke Williams got called up. Earlier in the week, why do I not remember this touchdown? touchdown? It was a quick little, like, two yard slant. And uh, Josh Allen hit Duke Williams, fans went crazy, and whole place was yelling Duke. It was nuts, a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so this is my first game in about three years. Luke's first game all together. Luke, what are you looking forward to most? You know, I know you went to, you've been to preseason games, yeah. What are you looking forward to first, your first regular season game? Um, I mean, just the energy and finally seeing a good team. Yeah, last time I went. Uh, we <laughs> no at all. No, we did terrible. Yeah, uh, it's preseason. It's hard hard to really judge a team, yeah, right? Yeah, like three or four years ago. Yeah, I I think that the last game I went to and Buffalo was in Tennessee. I don't even think that I think that was the one year. I can't remember if they made the playoffs that year against Houston, or if that was the year after Houston that they missed in between. But um, they definitely were not rolling like how they're rolling now. You know, and it's regular season brings a different atmosphere, man. It's it's a lot of fun. People have a lot of fun. Um, you know, everyone enjoys themselves at these football games, and it's always great to get out and see Bill's Mafia. And, you know, uh, especially down here, man, you run into some people that you're like, oh, why are you here? How long have you been? You know, you, you run into the friends that you didn't even know were in town. So um, a lot of fun. One of these years I'll get Nick down here for one of these games. Mm-hmm. But Nick likes to sit at home and watch him on his, on his comfy TV. More conducive to tweeting. Yes, yes, he does. Like Nick, Nick is a tweeter during the games. That that is true. Um, did you find? Are you looking up the clip? Is that what you're looking for? Uh, I found it. It was. I mean, it was not a spectacular catch or anything. It was just just a slant over the middle, seven yards. They won fourteen seven. Boom. In like it was a crappy day. It was raining. Like I drove. We left my house in Atlanta at five thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Drove up there. I actually got field passes that day. Oh, you know, it was a Mariota game. Yes, it was a Mariota game. That's the last, I think, last Mariota game. I think Tannehill came in the following game. This, this is a, a 
Frank Gore carried 14 times for 60. <laughs> I forgot that Frank Gore was on that team. Gosh. Derek Henry, 20 times for 78. Like, just, just ugly, ugly can, game. Can we talk about that real quick? I know we kind of passed over a little bit from last week. How well this defense contained Derrick Henry? Yes, that that was awesome. My uh, my brother texted me before the game. He goes, you know, because you know this is a contract year for Tremaine Edmonds. He said this could be a contract game for Tremaine Edmonds. And I texted him back later. I said, yeah, I think he's playing pretty well. He wasn't even the leading rusher on the Titans. That's crazy. Hassan Haskins had nine. Haskins had nine carries for thirty-seven yards. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, sure Henry you know had, if it's a close game, they're going to keep Henry in there. But I mean, Henry had 13 for 25 for you know average just under two yards of carry. Um, and and I think the one thing that we've passed over, which is important, Josh Allen QB one was not RB one last week. Look uh, that James Cook broke a bit. I mean, granted, until James Cook broke his 33 yarder, you know I, the running game was fairly quiet, but. Uh, James Cook did have 11 carries for 53 with the longest being that 33-yarder that I thought for sure he was breaking loose and scoring on. Derrick Henry was held under two yards per carry in this game. It was only the fourth game of his career, at least 10 carries, averaging less than two yards per rush. Well, hey, that's something good to you know go on the record book with. With uh, it's all a bit of Malik Willis. Um, <laughs> he almost got knocked back into the draft. Yeah, wasn't really too impressed with him, huh? Uh, it's garbage time. He wasn't expecting to play. I don't know what, what else to say. I did think it was interesting. Titans have playoff aspirations. If if Tannehill is not delivering, I wonder if they make a real switch at some point this year. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. You know who I really liked? And I liked him coming out of the draft, too. And he was someone who I had Buffalo Lion was uh, uh, Traylon Burks. I thought He, he was good. Game I liked him. Um, Robert really Woods have... said hello. He had a nice gain. Honestly, nice gain. Uh, they almost turned the game around at that point. Robert Woods had, you know, had a nice gain deep into Bills territory. Called back on penalty. They end up punting. Bills never looked back after that. Yeah, I, I thought they, you know, he, he ended up going into the uh, having to go return punt because no one else could apparently <laughs> on that football team. Um, yeah, Kyle Phillips had one return and fumbled. Amani Hooker had one and fumbled, and then I think uh, Robert Woods went back there for the last one, uh, and really nothing came of it. Um, but yeah, Nick, uh, I think before we go, you know, as always, when we wrap up, any big surprises for you from last week? Outside of Derrick um, Henry only having like thirty yards rushing. No, I mean, all, I liked, I liked all that over they the went, NFL. Oh, all over the NFL. Well. Tons of surprises. Talk about the Jets coming back against Cleveland. First of all, end of the game, Cleveland, Nick Chubb doesn't go down, goes in for the touchdown, which should be fine. They go up two touchdowns with under two minutes to go. Cade York misses the extra point, so they're only up 13. Jets drive down, score, get the onside kick, drive down, score, win 31-30. to Unbelievable loss for the Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Miami's comeback. That was amazing. Detroit was favored for, to win a game for the first time in years. They got a win. What did I tell you? Good vibes out there. Um, Colts come like what's happening to the Colts? They got Matt Ryan. They won their division big late. Like this is, or I'm sorry, they did not win their division last year, but they were a playoff team last year. Uh, 
They were supposed to be good. They look awful. They lost to Jacksonville 24 They were not a playoff zero. team last year. Don't forget. They lost they, to Jacksonville and oh. not, they missed out on the playoffs. Okay. Maybe. Oh, why am I the thinking two years ago, two years ago they faced Buffalo the Bills. The floor with them. Yes. All right. Well, they got Matt Ryan. Playoff aspirations. They're supposed to be in a lousy division because Jacksonville is supposed to be a team they can beat up on. And they lost 24 to nothing. Anybody who drafted Taylor in fantasy football is like, what, 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 what? I think one one thing too, Nick. I know we, Jacksonville. One thing I think being overlooked in Jacksonville is Travis Etienne is not number one back. James Effin Robinson. I love it. He, I mean, he has saved my fantasy team. I had no running backs <laughs> until he was number one back. I'm like, great. This has changed my whole fantasy team this year. All right, um, Cincinnati Super Bowl. Like they could easily miss the playoffs. They 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 have skilled players. Their line can't give Joe Burrow any time. Like you can't you can't do offense. Like things aren't developing, and he has to get rid of the ball. It looks ugly. It's not good to watch. They're in trouble. They they could miss the playoffs. That they they need to figure out their line in a hurry. They're playing who? Pittsburgh this week? Uh, no, Pittsburgh's, no, Pittsburgh's playing tonight. today. Uh, they have a division game. Oh, Baltimore in Cincinnati this week. Good luck. After the way Baltimore lost last week. That might be a barn burner. Might be a barn burner. Yeah. I will say I am not very surprised, or I'm very surprised, at uh, Atlanta pretty much sticking with the Rams last week. Uh, I, th- I think Atlanta scored a lot in garbage time. Okay. I, I, I felt differently. Um, and the Cardinals as well. Was, Raiders. I had the Raiders yeah, the, the Rams are up 31-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter, and then – Falcons scored three times. There's just too many comebacks last week. I felt it to keep track of. Yeah. You know? Um, how about Dallas? Not dead yet. Cooper Rush? No, but can I change my Super Bowl pick? I, I picked the nope. wrong NFC East division. No. Nope. The wrong NFC East team. You know, it's so early, and I I'm a, like Jalen Hurts. I like what the Eagles are doing. I think it's real early. Now, show, dude, they're show. not they're not just doing things, they are dominating teams right now. Well, you beat Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football. Like, does that? Does that? You like that? <laughs> I did not like. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, I'm high on the Vikings this year. I was like, ooh, that's you know, they're they're getting yes. points in this game. I'm like, can I bet on Kirk Cousins on Monday Night? No, no, I cannot. Right, right. No, I I uh, I had Philadelphia winning that game, um, but I mean, other than that, I, I mean, I think you know it's obvious to see how the the league is kind of playing out at this point. I think. Your, your playoff teams are kind of starting to separate themselves. Kansas City, man, I think everyone thought Kansas City was going to take a step back this year without Tyreek Hill. They don't look like they've lost the beat. Um, Denver and their game management has been absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hackett, I think, is in a little bit of trouble out there, but obviously they won't fire him after one season. They, uh, but the fact, they the, might. Fans, the fact the fans are counting down the play clock in Denver. Because, the, the vibes are terrible. Like play calling, game management, all bad. I Those know you, you want to talk about the 49ers, don't you? Yeah, man. So so I don't know if you paid attention to my waiver wire this week. No. Did you add but Jimmy G? I, I did because Trey Lance was my QB too. Why? Oh, why? So Because it's a keeper league, man. We got our dynasty league. I figured, you know, Trey Lance, draft him last year, be my dynasty QB. Trey Lance is now riding the pine on IR. I had to pick up a QB too. Why not pick up Jimmy G? But man, that team looks so much better with him at the helm. Every literally everyone said, you know, they're actually, you know, they they're changing the guard to Lance, but they're at least at this point better with Garoppolo. 
Yes, much better. Much better. And we'll see. They may end up pushing out a t- playoff team, man. As long as my boy Debo goes off. I mean, with Jimmy, like, yeah, you, you like the defense. Jimmy doesn't enough not to win a Super Bowl, but enough to, you know, keep you competitive, keep you near the playoffs. And Seattle's terrible. We'll see what they do this week. I saw a crazy thing in the news this week that Garoppolo is going to get traded to the commanders until he had surgery. Interesting. Yeah, right. I've got, I mean, I, I, I think uh, Carson Wentz is just fine there. I think leave Jimmy G and, you know. San Francisco um, is at Denver this week. I like the 49ers. Uh, one more thing for you, Nick. I know, obviously, given where we were with contract situations with Lamar, we kind of touched on a little bit. Damn. Where does Lamar end up? I mean, it I, sounds like his time in Baltimore is going to be done after this year. He does not seem excited. Uh, all right. I disagree. I think they like Lamar, and I think this is a negotiating tactic. You got to remember, in the NFL, the team never has to budge because they have the franchise tag. Okay. Yeah, I, but I, he, I, he said he's not signing a franchise tag. Well, what's he going to do? Not play football? Like, that's what he would have to do. I mean, many other players have, and how's that worked out for them? I don't know one good player yeah. that has said, I'm not signing my franchise tag, and then sat for you, and then came back and been as dominant. Yeah, I mean, they, they could. I'm also not high in Lamar Jackson. Like, I, I Yeah, I, I you know, the, I, I like Lamar. Honestly, it seems like something – you know, after after the Browns gave Deshaun Watson the fully guaranteed contract, that that's like the, the next uh, I don't know panacea of of you know NFL labor is guaranteed contracts. Mm-hmm. Hockey is guaranteed, baseball is guaranteed, uh, basketball has guaranteed, football does not, and that's what everybody wants. And you know, the star players are going to be have to be the ones who push it forward. Deshaun Watson got it after everything he went through. He got, still got it from the Browns, which is disgusting in its own way. Lamar, you know, and other other quarterbacks want that, and and teams have been saying that's the outlier. That's not how we do things in this. That's not, you know, that's nobody wants to be the second team to like make it real, you know. And, and teams absolutely, the league teams, John Mitch, they absolutely care and talk about things like this. They do not want to give in to Lamar, giving him the guaranteed money. Which is maybe strange because you know the the the, the salary or um, the franchise tag would be fully guaranteed, um, but it's it's not every year guaranteed. So if they, I mean, you can tag somebody twice. If they paid him this year and tag him next year and tag him the year after that, it would be insanely ex- expensive. It would have been like just giving him the contract he wanted. But I guess they they keep uh, they limit their risk with that. Although you you piss off a guy who you think is your franchise player. So do you really win? I don't know. No, I, 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 not, and I, look, I think I've said this before. I think two is going to be good enough that he'll be back in Miami next year. I don't think that's where Lamar ends up, but man, I am hoping Lamar ends up somewhere in the NFC. That's right. I get, get a quarterback out of the AFC at this point, get a threat out of the AFC. Like while he's there, maybe you could take back Mahomes with him to the NFC. All right, Charlie, got a line for you here. 49ers on the road at Denver. They're 49ers minus 1.5. 49ers are only 1.5? Yes. Oh, I'm taking that all day. Yep. All day. Where I am, mm, as soon as we're done, since I'm still in, <laughs> I still am not in a state where sports betting is legal, I will be getting on my lovely old Latvian Bovada app and maybe throwing some money on down on that. I did throw $10 down last week on 
uh, Matt Stafford to throw four touchdowns and he threw three. He was about to throw four and they went uh, they went three and out on the goal line. And I lost five bucks. Ouch. But I figured I'd hey, it was five bucks to win thirty. Throw five bucks on and see what happened. Nothing crazy. Um all right, Nick, anything else before we go? Do you have any uh, last comments before we do all the sponsors and Twitter stuff? Uh, no, thank you to uh, our intern for joining us over here. Yeah, Luke, yeah. appreciate you coming on. Do you have anything else to say to to the listeners before we go? Uh, no, it was just thanks for inviting me on. And yeah, Go Bills? Yeah. You got it. There you go. Anytime, man. You're always welcome. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, Nick, you want to get the sponsors a shout-out before we go? Hey, shout-out to Ethos Performance Rehab. Uh, that, I don't know if you saw their social media, Charlie. They were named Entrepreneur of the Year by the Kenmore Tonawanda um, uh, business group. I'm, for, I'm forgetting the actual name. Now, uh, does that group have a Hair of the Year award? Because I feel like Dr. Matt should also win that. Uh, you know what? Uh, it wouldn't be a contest, though. So just no. Like, I mean, that's just a here's your mm-hmm. medal. Congrats! Thanks for coming, everybody else. Yeah, it would be. Uh, you know, we start with the SpongeBob reference. It was, uh, you know, how many times was he was he the employee of the week? Like again, 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 again. Yeah, that it would just be hair of the year again, 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 again. Yes, hair of the week would always go to Doctor Matt. Great, <laughs> great flaw on that man. Yeah, very jealous. Hey, check him out at Ethos Performance Rehab. If you want one-on-one physical therapy or performance training, if you want to feel better, if you want to ache less, if you want to see better numbers, better stats, or just feel better afterward. Check them out. Tell them the process sent you. Awesome, man. Uh, and again, if you want to follow Nick on Twitter, at Nick Veronica on Facebook, at by Nick Veronica. Uh, you can follow my, me on uh, Twitter, at Chowit68. And of course, follow the process podcast on Twitter at the underscore process pod. Go Bills. Big game this week. 50 burger, baby. I'm telling you. Ask Come on. If, ask, if, if, ask them the line. Ask Luke the line? Yeah. You know what the line is? No. You know what the, our sign-off line is? No. Come on, man. What, what should you never forget to do? What should you never forget to do? I don't know. <laughs> so this is, this is an awkward ending for listeners. It's okay. Charlie, Charlie tell them. Tell them. Luke, you should always remember to trust <laughs>